Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their lives and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting techniques, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 156. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Charlie Collins. The old country singer-songwriter is releasing her second studio record today, entitled Undone. In today's episode, we're speaking with Charlie about her pouring her heart into this new record, touring with Gang of Youths, and why humans like sad songs. Here we go. Our guest today is an incredible singer-songwriter from Tamworth in New South Wales, Australia. After making her start in music with groups like Chasing Bailey and Tiger Town, she branched out with her own solo music in 2019 with the debut record, Snowpine. Today, she follows it up with her sophomore record, entitled Undone. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Charlie Collins. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am, I'm good. I'm actually awake, which is incredible. So that's, I'm off to a good start. <laughs> Always a positive start. Always a positive start. When you wake up for the interview, it's <laughs> killing it already. You, um, before we started recording, you just mentioned that it is eight AM where you are in London. Yeah, uh, and it looks quite sunny for uh, for the UK. It is. It's actually a beautiful sunny day in London, which is so rare. Of course, it's like getting sunny as I'm getting closer to leaving, which is about right. <laughs> 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 Probably just getting me used to that Aussie weather, you know. It's like breaking me exactly. Just what I'm about to receive. <laughs> exactly, like transition, transition, uh, transitioning weather. If yeah, you're... exactly. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have been over in the UK yeah. uh, for a little bit now, uh, playing some shows with the uh, the lovely lads from Gang of Youths. How's <laughs> how's that been going? Um, it's it's honestly been so. I can't, uh, amazing. I get like, I can't even put words, but you know, the venues that, um, I had the opportunity to play were venues that I couldn't even imagine dream of playing, you know, so to just come here on a whim and then get to do these, these shows has been honestly just a dream. It feels like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to wake up and it'll be like, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is this your first time uh, with your solo stuff playing shows in the UK? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Just And it's the, it's the first time um, as well that I've really done a tour just on my own with just me and my guitar, which is also scary. Um, but it's been <laughs> it's really nice to know that 
I can do it. You know, it was like a little pat on the back to myself. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I think um, having a listen to your previous record and the brand new record, which you're about to talk about, um, yeah. I can imagine that it mostly translates well to like both a full band kind of setup and a singer songwriter solo setup. Yeah. I mean, look, the way I write my songs mostly is always just me and a guitar. So at least I know that I can, if I do it like how I did with gangs, it's going to work because that's how they were written. So that is a nice bonus, I guess, of being a singer songwriter that you can do both ways, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Well, it, it, I think that, um, it always shows like the good foundations for, for a good song. If you can, have it played both like acoustic or solo and with a full band. It means that you're doing it right. Yeah, I think that's definitely something I always really stick stick by. If if a song sounds great acoustic, then it it must be an okay song. <laughs> if you can do it both ways, you know, <laughs> and take away all the fancy things and strip it back and it's just still at the end of the day like a really important song or a, a, an okay song. I don't want to talk myself up, so I'm going to say okay song. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you dare! No, no, no! It, they, don't you rate you your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I will never say that because I'll probably never be asked to interview artists again if I say that. But um, you seem too nice to even say those words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> um, Charlie. The reason why we are talking today is. Um, I know that we're talking now while you're in the UK. You will be back in Australia by the time this comes out. But there is a second record, Undone yeah. is the is the second record from yourself. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time coming, um, but it's it's nice. It's like a big weight off my shoulders, I guess. <laughs> of course. it's. Um, I was having a quick look today. I think it was 2018 was the last record or 19? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the snow pine, yeah. Yeah, so it's a while between drinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just need to expect a heartbreak, you know, I was too happy, so I couldn't write a record. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> I guess I wasn't going to address it straight away, but you have mentioned it, so I might take, take my opportunity. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> From what I heard was that you did have a, a, a stockpile of songs that you'd kind of written for the yeah. record and then ditched those and started again after a bit of a heartbreak or a difficult time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those things I did. I finished the record like over a year ago and I was, you know, at least I, I really loved what I'd made, but it was just that thing in the back of my head. I think it was just like, I feel like I have so much more to say and it's not, um, I don't know, it's just not heart-wrenching enough. <laughs> it's not sad enough pretty much. <laughs> um, and then I just got some extra heartbreak in there, so that really helped the cause, um, which was, it was, you know, it was really nice, um, especially for my team as well to really back me in that um, situation, you know, because imagine going to your label and everyone and just saying, hey, so we finished this record and I want to change half of it, more than half of it, you know. So to have everyone's support too on um, a, a daunting um, decision that I made was really, really amazing. Yeah, of course. I can imagine it's not a decision that's kind of taken lightly or that 
you even kind of even yeah approach with with um not having thought it through a thousand times I imagine yeah yes yeah yeah it was it was scary but I'm so glad that I stuck to my guns and you know I and I also got some incredible collaborations with doing that you know with some of my favorite people in Australia so yeah that was I feel like I made the right decision in the end as scary as it was of course well I think that that um that has paid off it is a beautiful record beautiful beautiful record um (laughs) I think that my, what was it? I think my favourite track is Are You Even Listening, which is about midway through the record. Yes. Which you co-produced as well, to my understanding. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It was, so that was a song I wrote with um, Gab Strum, Japanese wallpaper, who I love dearly as an artist and just as a person in in general. Um, And my friend Demi Louise, who was an incredible songwriter. And we, yeah, it was just, we were all in Sydney. We're like, oh, we should write a song together. Um, So we did. It came out really, really quick. And it was actually like, this song was definitely at the time not going to be in the album. It was just kind of writing for fun. And then when we finished, it was like everyone listened to it. They're like, this needs to be on the record. And I think it literally got in like 10 minutes before mastering. Like everything was like so just like, come on, come on, let's go. And I, and then, yeah, I kind of um, put some extra guitars. We kept everything from the demo, the vocals and everything. And then, um, yeah, I worked with another friend, George, who mixed it, and we kind of just built the track even more together, which was really fun as well to kind of manhandle the song. That's probably the wrong word to use. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's really bad. Um, but no, so that was yeah. I'm so glad that song made it, and it was so fun just to kind of I don't know, yeah, take hold of that song and make it really my own. Moving forward, I'm going to refer to producing as manhandling the song and all, so see how, oh see how it plays out. No, I loved it. I think that's incredible. Yeah, that one will play out for you. Actually, true. might not work as well for me. Yeah. Yeah, it might. And if it doesn't, you did not hear it from me. Though this is a podcast that everyone's going to hear. So, shit. <laughs> Um, I know that you, uh, I think there were some other tracks as well that you might've had a hand in producing like November, um, and a few others like that. Is this the first time you've kind of taken that step back and I won't use the phrasing anymore, but taken that step back and, and produced? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this, I think this record too, I was just, I really wanted to be super hands-on with it. (laughs) Why do I keep using it? Weird words, but now every word <laughs> sounds bad. Like, um, but I did. I just wanted to be super involved in how everything went and the production, and um, you know, so it was it was really nice to to I don't know. It just made me me personally feel like you know more like an artist to really just have full control of what I was doing, which sounds silly because you always should as an artist, but sometimes it just doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a nice accomplishment as well. Of course, I can imagine it's always kind of nice to, uh, regardless of what you're doing, continuing to kind of grow and add um, feathers to your hat, if you will. Exactly. That's a really nice term. And I pictured it and I pictured my hat with all these feathers and <laughs> it was just pretty much giant peacock feathers, just so you know where my heads are. 
<laughs> it was only the reason why I went with the hat analogy is just because of the very impressive hat that you're wearing today. It oh, kind of gave me that vibe. So that's a little mushroom hat. It's just honestly just to hide my bed hair because I just jumped out of bed. <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> Again, very much appreciated that you did jump up and that you are awake, as, as you said this oh morning. Oh, my God, exactly. Nice Eight o'clock is just a normal time that people wake up. It's just, you know, <laughs> not for me, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> You're well worth no, it. Each to their own. Everyone works differently. <laughs> <laughs> When you are approaching a record like this, and I know we just kind of touched on it, obviously sometimes happy songs don't make for the best songs. It is those sadder songs, the more emotional songs that kind of resonate Mm -hmm. with people and have that connection. And it's some kind of, uh, it's beautiful because we get some of the best music, but it's also some weird depressing thing within humans that that's what we connect with. Um, That's for another time. Yeah. When you're approaching writing these and when you're sitting down and kind of allowing this as like a form of therapy almost, how do you find that balance between kind of, yeah, allowing these emotions to come out and all, but also not, you know, giving away every single thought that of your inner workings? Look, to be honest, I actually don't think about it because I actually think when it comes to writing, I never hold back. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I guess at the time, because music is literally my form of therapy. So when I write, I literally just say every single thought I am thinking, um, which again is scary for people to know my head, but yeah, I definitely, I never have any restraint, um, when I'm writing, I always just want to be completely honest. And I do, I guess it's, it's a nice way too for people to get to know you on that side because everyone always sees like the happy side. But when I'm on stage, it's always like revealing the inner, sadder side and darker side to myself. And and I and I like being true because it's also a nice thing, you know, to for people to relate so you don't feel so alone when you're in that sadness. Um, so I do, yeah, honesty is always my biggest policy with writing. With, um, I know you mentioned before Gab Strum, Japanese wallpaper, who you co-wrote with, and I think that there was also um, Jared James and Xavier Dunn. Yes. Is that the same when you're co-writing as well? Is there any kind of... um, Um, You know, uh, maybe there is probably a little bit, I guess, um, because also when you're co-writing, being mindful that not everyone wants to get dragged in the session into your pit of sadness. So I do <laughs> probably hold back a little bit purely so I don't think I'm such a, a crazy bitch. Um, but in saying that, Dave, you done, that one was just, that wasn't necessarily a sad song. That was just literally writing about the craziest side of myself. So that was really fun to kind of write a song like that because I've never written anything like that before. And the one, the song that you're referring to is Backstreet, uh, back, back, seat? Backstreet back. Valentine. Yeah, Backstreet Back. <laughs> backstreet <laughs> We're talking about the 90s hit that you wrote, Everybody, parentheses, yeah, Backstreet Back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? No, yeah, no, Backstreet Valentine. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Sorry about that. Backstreet Valentine is the track that you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I am. Yeah. He like, so we got into the session and he saw me play. I played live like um, a couple of weeks before it. And he was like, I watched you live and you know, like, it's so beautiful how vulnerable you are, but also like knowing you because he's a really good friend. He's like, you're also like, you love a party and you love being a bit like, you know, crazy and um doing random shit and spontaneous wild things and so he's like let's like tap into maybe that side that you've never tapped into before so that we we wrote that song like in literally like an hour or something it was just like let's go let's go (laughs) it was really really fun (laughs) the track definitely stands out it is the single that is currently out now um but yeah. it does kind of stand out. Even sonically, it's almost like indie-esque, like a bit of indie rock kind of going on behind you. Yeah, yeah. It was so Zave, like pretty much he did. He played everything in that track, like literally everything. Um, and I wanted he I love, I love, I love him as a writer and a producer, but I also love him as a musician and an artist as well. So I really wanted to um incorporate his kind of style into the song I think it and I think it worked really perfectly I couldn't have imagined the song any other way how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Of course, it is an um, incredible track. Um, and I, I feel that this record kind of builds from the first and kind of is another kind of expansion of sound it's not like you've completely changed, but yeah, is it? Yeah. I guess when you approached and when you were looking at it, was that an intentional thing or just something that kind of organically happened as you were kind of creating the songs? Yeah, it definitely wasn't intentional. I think it was just a, a really an organic growth and, you know, shift in me as a writer and an artist and just kind of, um, I don't know, being more also comfortable I never really I never think overthink anything when it comes to writing um it's purely just by feel and so I think you yeah in coming back to what you're saying I think it was definitely just an organic 
kind of shift. And I think it still does tie in, but it's just a, a, a progression <laughs> from the last record. You know, the last record was so, it was so um, raw and everything was played live, you know, and um, the songs were, uh, you know, even at the listening back, like they, they, I could sense that I was holding back in a, in a lot of ways. And so I, you know, this record, I really just wanted to be completely honest and re- like you said, letting everyone know every little thought in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think the the album is the all much uh, all the much better for it. If I've said that correctly, um, but Thank it is it is, a, is it a great. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you find that you have the ability to um, to write on the road? As we've discussed, you're currently in the UK. Do you ever find that? You're someone who can, you know, sit in the hotel room or wherever it is and, and uh, create there? Um, you know what? Like when I first came to London, which was like early December, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I went through a breakup and I'm like, I'm going to come to London. I'm just going to write. Um, and I've literally written one song since I've been here. Um, but I think it's also because um, – I'll come back to your question. This is kind of relating, but I think it was just, I had so much that I needed to unpack. And I remember talking to Dave um, from games and I was just like, I I can't write. Like, and I really, this, this was the point of my trip as well to write a bunch of songs. And he was like, honestly, he's like, I've been there. He's like, you just need to take time for yourself. You've gone through something traumatic. So trying to put pressure on yourself to like, straight away like blurted out he's like you need to go live and you need to go live in that trauma and experience and travel and then once your mind is a little bit at ease and you'll be able to write and so I did that (laughs) went on some nice holidays and um and then yeah he was right I wrote a song (laughs) um but I've never been one to really write on the road um I don't know why I think uh, maybe it's because I'm focused on playing and so my mind is in that zone and it's it's in the zone of um, the pre-existing songs, you know, that I'm going to play. So, um, you know, I'd like to get into that zone. So, yeah, I haven't really written on the road from memory. I think this is the first time, but I've had a lot of time here to, um, you know, deal with everything. Of course, of course. I can I can very much respect that. With um I yeah. guess just touching on what you've just said about Dave, is there much of a I imagine that there is, but for yourself personally in your experience, is there like a good kind of Aussie music community over there in London who you're able to kind of reach out to, work with, get support from? Um, there there's been well, obviously gangs um has been nice, you know, just to um see all them boys because they're just, you know, dear friends we grew up with each other. So it's it's been really nice um just to have that that company and that friendship and being able to tour with them. It's just so fun because my first solo um tour was with gangs in Australia. So it was nice to do this. Um and then there's been like Aussies in and out. Um, so I, Greta Ray was here and we had, um, some little sleepovers and some fun times. I actually gave her COVID, <laughs> which I feel really bad about. <laughs> She's probably like that bitch. Um, but it was nice hanging out with her. And there's all, I feel like 
Aussies are always kind of in and out, you know. So I've got another friend coming like next week and I feel like they're kind of just, yeah, in and out. But as opposed to um, other people, Aussies, um, it's, it's only really gangs that I, I know here. Um, but I've made some incredible friends already. You know, I think London, the music scene is um, really, really popping off and everyone's really friendly and, you know, it's it's nice. It, it's nice to feel welcomed here, you know. Yeah, of course. I um, I did see somewhere on social media, I think, the, the Greta Ray incident, but um, we won't delve into that too <laughs> <Yeah>. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made COVID faster. <laughs> I was like, well, you have COVID, you might as well just come stay with us. And she was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we all just had COVID together and watched movies and made pasta from scratch and it was so lovely. <laughs> that If you're going to deal with COVID, I feel like that is one of the most wholesome and lovely ways to kind of do so. You know what? It really was. And it was nice to not do it alone because um, my, my brother and his wife also had COVID who I was staying with and Greta and um, my partner. And so we all literally just hung out and had COVID together. <laughs> we COVID cesspool. <laughs> we all went down together and it was fun <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so far this interview has given so many different headlines that we could use for this. <laughs> um, it has been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Like I said, I can't hold back. <laughs> no, I, I look, there are no complaints from myself. Um, I'm sure um, the powers that be will let us know if there are any issues yeah, with yeah, anything yeah. that's said today. <laughs> um, as mentioned, you are in the UK, but you are coming home soon. You are back yeah. in Australia in um, in end of April, start of May, for a tour for your for your album, the one that we're talking about. Um, yeah. How are you feeling about those shows? I'm so excited. Yeah, I come back next week, and um, I pretty much the week after that, I'm playing like a festival, and then yeah, go straight into the shows and I'm just, I'm so excited to play all these songs live. Also, you know, a little bit scared to even know if I can get through some of the songs on the record all the way <laughs> singing it live. Um, but, you know, I'm just excited to play with a band and, you know, share, share my music, this new music with Australia, my home. So that's, yeah, it's really exciting. Of course. I think um, you're also playing Splendor this year, which is very exciting as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so excited. I I went like a few years ago and just being there, I was like, man, it would be such a dream to play here. And so to be playing is literally dreams coming true. <laughs> is, there, uh, is there anyone, I'm just trying to remember who's on the lineup. Is there anyone at the moment on the lineup who you're, who's your must see maybe two or three acts? Um, I am really looking forward to seeing Casey Musgraves. Um, I think it's really cool. And Orville Peck, um, who is a really nice friend of mine. We, I supported him when he came to Australia and we've kind of kept in touch ever since. And he's been really supportive and lovely. And so I'm really excited to see him plus catch up and, um, oh gosh, who else is playing? 
I can't even remember. I only, I, I honestly, I just saw Casey Musgraves and Orville Peck and it made me so excited that there were country <laughs> artists on an indie festival, you know? Like I think that's like kind of the first time it's happened. And even the stage um, I'm doing is like an Americana stage with like, you know, Andy Gollidge and a, and a bunch of Americana artists, which I think is, it just shows that, you know, the, the music scene is really opening up its doors and welcoming all genres, you know? I think because hip-hop and R&B and, you know, obviously indie and rock and everything plays a lot of these festivals, but to have country artists also being welcomed in, it makes me so excited. I think it's like it's a it's a big shift too. A hundred percent. I think um, I feel like even in the last two or three years, it's like country is no longer a dirty word in a way. Some, like, you won't see Brooks yeah. and Dunn. At, at Splendor anytime soon, but it seems no, to be more acceptable. No. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it is that because also I feel like there are a lot of artists that are changing the game for country music as well. Like, you know, an artist like Orville Peck and Casey Musgraves, like they're kind of, um, I don't know. They're just, they're shifting people's thoughts and it's like, Oh, Country music can be cool. Even someone like Orville Peck, who literally dresses head to toe in Western gear and is so country. But I don't know. I think it's like people are just, they gravitated towards that look and, and people loved it and they're accepting and, and it's not just country fans, which is awesome, you know? And, you know, for so long it was like, I feel like country and indie festivals and, you know, all those festivals were so separated there was a separate festival for country and separate one for everything else and so to combine that I think um is is really nice and it's 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 important I think too to feel accepted as an artist in in a festival like that you know 100% I think it um it uh, the last few years there's been talk about representation in a number of different facets I think like in terms of um lineups aren't they don't we don't have enough females playing we don't have enough people of color playing we don't have enough of these and not to obviously not to trivialize those to country music but I think it's the same you want to be able to see genres that reflect you and and if that kind of makes sense I don't know if I've kind of just pissed off a number of people with that comment No, no, no. I like it's it's nice to have country artists and people of color so you don't feel like such a dick in the wind. Like it's it's nice to have fellow people, you know. It's I feel really lucky that I am a female, that I am a woman of color and um, you know, country is a genre that I definitely tap into. So to to have the opportunity again to play Splendor, being all those three, um, I feel very lucky and privileged, but also it, that should just be the way, you know, as well. 100, 100%, 100%. I think it's, yeah. um, I think that's the other thing as well is that bookers and uh, event people, I know they have a proper title. I just can't <laughs> think of it, what it is right now, but the people who <laughs> booking are booking people. these festivals, booking yeah. uh, people, um, that I think they're coming to realise as well that people don't want to see 27 bands of four white guys playing guitars all the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that also, but it is nice to have a bit of diversity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sorry. Nothing wrong with it, yeah. but maybe 21 instead of 27 guys. Come on. Um, exactly. Exactly. Just cut a couple <laughs> down. 
Um, Charlie, usually we would ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to, if there's anything uh, at the moment on your record player or streaming service that's kind of taking your fancy. Yeah. um, Look, on my record player, my go-to is um, when I'm cleaning the house or just at home, I listen to um, just I literally have this uh, four record pack of um, Patsy Cline <laughs> um, and that is my go-to record. Um, that and Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen are just, I don't know, it's like my happy place and when I, home, when I go home I just put it on and it's just like, oh, it's just like a nice, it's like my meditation music in a, in a sense. Um, but as far as being here, uh, I've really, really been loving um, Holly Humberstone. I think she's a really incredible songwriter, and I really, um, yeah, I, I love her. I love her writing and her voice, and um, yeah, she's definitely been an artist I've been like tapping into here. All three very solid choices. I was going to um, to comment on Thanks. Patsy Cline and Springsteen because they are also very dear to my heart, but also. Um, as you mentioned, Holly Hubbardstone also joining you at Splendor. Yes! Oh my God! Yes, I, that's that's my third that I'm excited to see. I would I can't wait to see her live. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, question uh, for <laughs> All uh, fantastic choices, Charlie. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for getting up so early. Uh, while oh my God, I think it's you just really made a show last early. night. Yeah, um, it was. Was it last night or the night before? Yes. I still appreciate it. Regardless of gig or not, I'm very appreciative <laughs> of your time. <laughs> Thank you. I am appreciative of you having me on your show. So it's a mutual appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations again. Uh, sorry. Congratulations again on Undone. And, uh, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Charlie Collins for her time. Undone is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or catch her on tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Marie at Island Records Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.